Welcome to my podcast, Traumatic Transformations, where we help you find hope, peace, and purpose after a big life change or a traumatic event. I'm your host, Gunjani Patel, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist, trauma specialist, and a neuroscience nerd. Join me as I dive deep into resiliency, post-traumatic growth, and normalize mental health to reduce the stigma associated with it. In each episode, I plan to deliver science-backed, actionable tips and strategies so you can take back the control over your life and be inspired to be the best version of yourself with each day forward. So tune in every Tuesday for a featured guest and every Thursday for a solo episode with me, where we unpack mind, body, brain, and spirit connections related to each episode with the featured guest. Just a quick disclaimer before we begin today. The purpose of this podcast is to inform you, educate you, and raise your awareness. It is not intended to replace any medical advice or professional help seeking that you may need. So please use this information wisely and any opinion that I cast is not to replace any medical advice. And quickly before we start today, I just wanted to ask you a favor. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. Thank you so much. And if you rate and review, it would really help us with the algorithm so people can easily search the show if they would like. So I would really love to hear your feedback and what you have to say uh, so I can bring you the content that's most fit for you. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another brand new episode of Traumatic Transformations. As you guys know that I always try to bring you things that are related to some of the things that we have discussed in the prior episode. And this week, since Stephanie spoke about her challenges with her health, her mental health, and how nutrition played a big part in some of the answers that she wasn't able to find as she was discovering her going through her journey and discovering how nutrition played a big part into her well-being. So you guys know that my background is nutrition and I went to school for nutrition. I did that's what I did my bachelor's in and um, I sort of lost interest in it because if you've worked with me before in the therapy setting or in a coaching setting, you know that I am not big on telling you what to do. It's your life. You have to live the best life that is good for you and I help you navigate there with you know communication and other approaches that we use so that was one of the big reasons that i veered away from nutrition or rd which is registered dietitian was because i was not so big or keen on telling people what to do and i was more interested in behavioral changes why i'm telling you this story is because lately there has been this huge body of research on gut health and how closely and interconnected our mental health and gut health are. So that has been really piquing my interest and I figured I would spend this episode. I mean, I, I it, there's so much to talk about in terms of, you know, gut and mental health because there's all this research, all this scientific evidence and all this, um, you know, things related to our gut health and mental health. But since you guys know that this is a shorter episode, I want to bring you a few quick points of how our gut and brain are interconnected 
why it's important for you to know and what you can do and what are some of the resources and books that I have been exploring these days that might help you. So um, hopefully it sheds some light on some of the things that you didn't know before. And hopefully this can bring about not just behavior, not just, you know, temporary um, changes in your life, but mostly lifestyle changes that you can implement. Um, the reason for this also is because a lot of people, as you guys know, that, you know, my specialty in the licensed mental health therapy world well, is depression, stress, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, trauma, uh, addictions and um, grief and loss, which is very hardcore stress related disorders or mood disorders that are resulted uh, now, according to this body of research, are huge um, because it could be a lot, it could have a lot to do with some of the foods that we eat and the lifestyle that we live. So, hopefully, some of this sheds light on you know, how you can make few changes. And most of this was inspired by two things, actually. I recently came across a book by Dr. Amisha, and the book is called I Am So Effing Tired, A Proven Plan to Beat Burnout, Boost Your Energy, and Reclaim Your Life. And that piqued my interest because I work with a lot of my patients or a lot of my clients that most of the time, and personally, I was not undergoing loss of energy because if you know me, you just know that I'm very wired and out there. Or if you work with me, um, I, I, I'm I not just like that. But over the years, you know, once I went through some of the healing and when I resolved some of my trauma, it just resulted in naturally being able to t wanting to take care of myself. And, you know, my whole approach of taking care of my mind, my body, so the nutrition that I put into my body, taking care of my brain health. And lately, I just feel like in this past year, I've been like on you know, personal development um, addict, so to speak. I just feel like I'm like a crackhead when it comes to personal development these days. I just do everything to make sure that I am a better version of myself. So when I learn all these things, I get excited to share this information with you because I think it's pertinent to the show and for your well-being. So hopefully you can, you know, take away um, some of the things that I have to, you know, share with you and hopefully that improves your life your lifestyle and the life of your kids if you have kids um, or your nieces and nephews you know um, so I wanted th that was one of the reasons and the other reason was a lot of times like I was saying uh, my patients or clients came in complaining about you know stress and not having enough energy and especially my female clients um, I hear this a lot that there is a lot of lack of sleep there is all this unmanaged stress and you know we live in this society especially in this past year with everything going on with COVID and the uncertainties it was just very difficult um, for a lot of people to handle their stress and anxiety so I just figured I would give this book a read and obviously it was written by uh, MD so it has a lot of scientific background and I'd read all these articles and research and all these other studies um, so I just figured I would bring you some information and make it easy so that you can absorb this information and start applying it because you know I'm big on knowledge is just potential power it's not um like jim quick says that you know you have all this knowledge but if you don't put it in action then you're really not doing yourself you're doing yourself a disservice um so 
hopefully some of this you can you know put into action and uh use in your daily life so i really like to to know um like to know it please feel free to give me feedback on what you thought of this episode because it was very intriguing i mean there is a lot to cover i'm not going to go through it all so i would really really encourage you to pick up this book i'm so effing i'm going to put this in the show notes it's called i'm so effing tired by amisha um a-m-y-s-h-a-h that's her last name and really cool read so um i hope you can give this book a read there's so much in there that was just like wow mind-blowing because you know all these people that don't have energy are just it's easily treatable by doing minor dietary and lifestyle changes and in some cases of course do not consider this as medical advice replacement this um show is just literally meant to peak your you know help you grow your knowledge and for you to go out there and do more research on your own and talk to your doctors or talk to your professionals and talk to other uh, you know, healthcare providers that you may think, because a lot of times um, I, I'm, I feel very strongly about, you know, I know that when we go to doctors, there are sometimes we just don't find the answers that we want. So sometimes we have to be the advocate over our own health. So let me know how this episode went for you by sending me a text or sending me an Instagram message or joining my community or emailing me at gpatel at gpatelcounseling.com. Um, so without any further ado, I'm going to get started and give you the, um, all the information that I have for you as it relates to this topic, because I'm so excited to share it with you. So here we go. So did you know that we have around hundred trillion microbiomes in our body? So they're the microorganisms in and around our body the bulk of which they live in our gut and gut is mostly in our distant distal part of the gut so you know very way back right before our substances uh, you know our intestines end and substances excrete is where the gut microbiome is um you know out of and they're called microbiome so for the rest of the episode i'm going to use a term microbiome which is referring to the gut bacteria uh in our in and around our gut okay So these microbiomes have their own DNA, around 3.3 million just in our gut, whereas in our entire body, the the, the DNA of our entire body's biomes are 23,000, whereas in our gut, it's 3.3 million. So imagine how important our, you know, how important that is for our body and for our brain health, as I'll get into it. So sort of mind-blowing when you think of it. It's almost like we're a vessel where these biomes live. I mean, this is just from not from an existential point of view, but it's just amazing how many microorganisms live in our body. I mean, that's just, that boggles my mind. So, and these crowded microbiomes can, can quickly change in a matter of three days based on how you manage your stress, how much sleep you're getting, and what your immune system is like, and what kind of foods and nutrition you're consuming. So really, really crucial to remember and know that we can impact uh, these gut bacteria. So the gut and the brain are connected by myentric 
plexus, which is a network of neurons and new nerve fibers, which lines all the intestinal walls in our, um, in our gut, um, which are then influenced by the messages from the brain. So the brain is directly connected with all these nerve fibers and neurons directly to all the way to the gut. And they can, and the brain can send gut, our gut a message. So almost think of our gut as like a second brain. So the gut health influences our metabolism. It influences our immunity, our mood. And as a result, our brain health, our gut is thus an integral part of our nervous system. I mean, we, we don't think about it that way, but it's crucial in our mood and how we feel. So there's a research recent trend of scientific evidence that points that trillions of organisms, just like I mentioned before, called microbiomes, are unexpectedly hugely responsible for our mental and emotional well-being. They reside in our distal colon, the last stop in our intestines, so getting food there is absolutely crucial to feeding and housing them, which keeps them thriving. There is a growing body of research that suggests that our brain detects when our gut is inflamed, resulting in feelings of sadness or anxiety. So according to Dr. Amisha, she points out that the gut bacteria may also produce molecules that make us either crave sugar or feel worried. And here's a kicker, guys. Stress and emotions regulate our gut health and vice versa. So let that sink in. Unmanaged stress and anxiety and depression can also influence dep depression, manifesting GI issues, nutrient malabsorption, stomach aches, uh, and therefore unbalanced gut or a condition called leaky gut where it's a much complicated process. So I'm not going to get into explaining to you guys what a leaky gut means and what all that entails. But over time, you know, if the good bacteria, so there's a whole thing about good bacteria and even within our guts and all these microbiome, right? There is good bacteria and there is bad bacteria. So the ideal is that we want them in equilibrium. When they are not, then all these different conditions start and all these different things start. So you might want to read this book on leaky gut or research leaky gut, but it's a condition where, you know, the pathogens or the bad bacteria starts eating up on the intestinal lining, which is not good, I'm sensing. So there is a huge thing to it, but I won't get into the science behind that because that is not the purpose of this show. We'll try to keep it to nutrition and mental health. So, um, therefore, unbalanced gut or a condition called leaky gut can influence neurotransmitters, creating mood disorders, which is depression and anxiety and OCD and all these different, you know, post-traumatic stress disorders. All of these things are called mood disorders, causing irritability in some people, brain fog in some people, ADHD, anxiety, and over-exhaustion leaving you zapped as far as energy levels are concerned. So it's really, really important that your gut health 
um, to remember that your gut health and mental health are very closely related. Um, so if your gut health is not good, then you 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 feel all these mental conditions happen, and then your men all these mental conditions are happening. You know they don't allow they vice versa. They're interconnected. So then you know you go to craving more sugar, and then as a result of that, you kill the good good bacteria. So all of our alcohol, all these things that I'll mention that are not good for you, we end up doing when we don't feel good, you know, normally. So that's absolutely, we, we really, it's a delicate balance and a delicate play, which we tend to get to control. But because we don't have knowledge or because of our, our current lifestyle or the Western lifestyle that we live in, uh, unfortunately, we do a ourselves a lot of harm and um, damage because we are not aware of some of these things so um, hopefully this kind of you know brings some of these things to light for you the gut microbiome consists of good and bad gut bacteria 70 to 80 percent of our immune system lives in our gut 90 percent of our hormone imbalances can be traced back to our gut so when the system is balanced, then everything runs great and flawlessly. But when there is an imbalance and that equilibrium is disrupted, it leads to havoc in our immune system, our mood, our body's inflammation system. So it results in lack of energy. Our metabolism is disrupted. And you find yourself more irritable, easily overwhelmed, and energy zapped. You know, when people say, oh my God, I just never have energy. I'm so tired all the time. Yeah, this is it. Mike are, you know, people have skin, skin issues, they have joint pain, they have autoimmune conditions. Basically, a host of immune, energy, and mood-related conditions when our gut health is not on point. So Dr. Justin Sonnenberg, Associate Professor of Microbiology at Stanford University, he's also a co-author of a book called The Good Gut. You might want to consider reading that. Um, and leading researcher in the gut microbiota has said that these microbiomes in our gut are dictating the set point of our immune system throughout our body. They can impact things like respiratory infections, how well we respond to vaccines, how rapidly an autoimmune disease can progress. So this insight helps us understand how important our gut is to our immune system and how it impacts our entire body. Needless to mention that the good bacteria allows us to have good energy levels, just like I mentioned, all these things that happen as a result of not having good gut health. You know, having good gut health means that we have good energy levels, we're healthy, running our digestive tract is running smoothly and easily and flawlessly. We have clear and focused brain. Um, you know, our gut bacteria is producing enzymes that helps us absorb um, vitamins and minerals and other vital compounds such as feel-good, happy neurotransmitters like serotonin. And like most of you may already know, serotonin is the drug uh, that is mainly used to treat anxiety and depression. It's called SSRI, some serotonin uh, reuptake, inhibitor reuptake. Um, so re did I did I switch say that backwards? Serotonin inhibitors. Um, 
reuptake inhibitors. So serotonin is like the feel-good neurotransmitter in our brain and our gut. So depending on who you speak to, our gut produces 90 to 95% of serotonin and other neurotransmitters that are produced not in the brain, but in our gut. So let that sink in. How important our gut bacteria and our gut health is connected to our mood and our brain and how we feel and how much energy we have and how we feel about ourselves. So nutrition is so, so, so vital and this can change very quickly. The gut, you know, the gut bacteria can change as quickly as three days or, you know, can take up to two weeks to build up. So really important. I'm going to tell you some of the tricks and things that you can do in order to rejuvenate or repair or reset your gut health, because there are some things that completely, completely messes it up. And there are others that completely fosters it. So we want to do all the things that fosters it so we can have good mood. We can have, we can be feeling great in terms of energy um, and in our overall health and immunity. So because of our current Western lifestyle, like I mentioned before, where the stress runs so high, foods are so much more processed and consumed not straight from the source, the mother earth or nature, but boxed. Our OCD levels of hygiene habits, where we use hand sanitizers, we tend to imbalance this microbiome. Because remember, this is the microbiome is not just in our gut, but in our in and around our entire body, mostly in our gut, like I mentioned earlier. But it is everywhere in and around our body. All these bacteria, yeast, and viruses and pathogens. So they're good and bad gut bacteria. So. It's really important. So our, you know, desk and sedentary lifestyle and widespread antibiotics use really disrupt the delicate microbiome, gut microbiome balance. So it's really important to remember, you know, your what your lifestyle is and what are some of the things that you can do in order to really go back to natural, you know, back to basics kind of things that can really improve your overall health. Um, gut and immunity are also very closely related. Like I mentioned earlier, 70 to 80% of our immune system lives in our gut. And which is why when gut issues are addressed, a lot of autoimmune conditions improve or disappear once the gut bacteria gets a reset. So how can you reset your gut, you may ask, by making small changes. And here are some of the small changes that you can make. So I'm going to talk to you, and I got this from the book that I was mentioning earlier. I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that are the common causes for gut imbalance, which are antibiotics, alcohol. So again, you may say, oh my goodness, so I can't drink at all. No, you can drink maybe three glasses of red wine or just even um, hard alcohol. Um, She mentioned that there was no really difference with red wine. You get other benefits, but... Um, mostly any alcohol will cut your good, uh, good, good bacteria. So just remember that. So moderation is the key. Birth control can impact gut imbalances. That's why a lot of my women who are in their 20s um, and on birth control really have a lot of hormonal imbalances, a lot of, you know, energy that's not, you know, zapped and they just feel so tired all the time. 
Um, so that it also impacts gut imbalance. Painkillers like aspirin or you know ibuprofen, diets high in sugar, processed foods, and carbs. Absolutely remember this because this since this episode is about nutrition, I just want you to remember that diets high in Sugars again. Sugar. I'm going to talk a lot about sugar in a in a little bit because again, we don't realize um, how much damage we do to our gut microbiome by consuming that much sugar a day. Diets low in fermented fibers such as whole grain, fruits, vegetables, spices, herbs, uh, nuts, and legumes. You know, chronic unmanaged stress and anxiety. Now, I tell a lot of my people, if you're living a very stressful life, as in, you know, either even and when I say very stressful, everybody is living a very stressful life. Um, Everybody around me that I know, you know, whether it's my patients, whether it's my clients and a lot of people don't tend to have good coping skills or tools that they use to balance that stress. And when I say stressful, you know, like it, it just so we are so easily living in the world where we're so easily triggered you know our stress responses our cortisol hormone is just so easily triggered and that really causes havoc on your gut health and your entire body and brain health just know that because like even something as simple as you know being at work all day long coming home taking care of your kids not having any you time or mindfulness moment uh, can be very detrimental. And if we're used to living a very busy, busy, fast-paced urban lifestyle all the time, five days a week, by the time it's Friday, of course you are overwhelmed because you we eat processed foods, we eat box dinners or, you know, foods that are fast foods. And they are not the best for your gut health. Like, I mean, we all hear this, but I think I, I just want you to remember and let that sink in as in, even if you are going through, you know, back to back to back to back, uh, like meetings and Zoom meetings or, you know, like sitting with your boss with like 50 minutes of just being in a meeting focused or typing the entire time and you are not taking any breaks in between, then guess what? you are really causing your cortisols to spike up and as a result of that you're going to coffee or you're going to you know desserts or donuts or bagels or high carb high sugar processed foods that are not good for your gut health so one of the things that i would suggest you to do is just take a few deep breaths just take a moment and get and get involved in a mindful activity, just being there, present, bringing yourself back in the moment and just <sighs> taking a few deep breaths. It's so important to manage your stress and anxiety and just becoming more aware of how during the day when we're so busy 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 all the time on the go and just you know completely not even aware of how much stress we're putting our body into that can be bad but little changes during your day by being just aware taking five to ten minute breaks 
every hour and, you know, like just sitting and breathing at your desk or during your lunch hour, taking five, 10 minutes to meditate or just dazing off and just consciously sending your body healing and just breathing and activating your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your relaxation nervous system, can have huge impact on your mind, body, and brain and your gut health. So really, really important to manage stress throughout your day as opposed to remembering to manage it on Friday and saying TGIF. That's not something that we should be proud of. It's just something that we need to be incorporating in our everyday daily routine. Um, You know, even while you came out of just that consciousness and intentional living after hard events even a lot of hard workouts you know can be stressful to our bodies so just making sure that you give that time to rest your bodies and let it recover repair and recuperate so anything that really you know so a lot of times you know incorporating yoga or you know breathing exercises um in your workouts or doing in you know um high and low intensity workouts as opposed to very vigorous workouts depending on what you're into knowing that you know you're causing your body all this stress and as a result you're affecting your gut and then you're impacting your immunity and you're impacting your mental health so just remember that um, other things are neurological conditions and disorders can impact your gut imbalance and overcleaning and sanitization that is excessive use of antibacterials, antiviral chemicals, and overly sanitizing can kill the good and the bad bacteria. We're doing this to kill pathogens, but overcleaning and OCD about cleaning can also could kill the good microbiomes. So the foods to avoid would be sugar, any kind of sugar. Now, I know all those people that, you know, say to me, I love desserts. I have such a sweet tooth. So here's my take on it. And I'm not going to lie about it because I have a sweet tooth too. But this is the way that I, you know, manage my sweet tooth and, you know, balance my system. So according to the American Heart Association, they recommend 25 grams grams of sugar per day. Um, So I would really like you to get in the habit of reading your labels, you know, read your labels, how much sugar we eat in terms of high fructose corn syrup, you know, all this added sugar can wreak havoc in our bodies, which is what all these processed foods are, Um, you know, but according to Dr. Amisha and other health and nutrition experts, they recommend less than five grams of sugar per day. I know that's not much. It's only one teaspoon of sugar per day from all your food sources. So here's the thing about sugar. It it nourishes the bad bacteria or the pathogens, yeast and fungus in our gut. It's absorbed early in the gut GI tract. Thus, you have all this instant energy, but then you feel such a crash a few hours later. That's why foods high in carbs or processed food, they get absorbed first and the good bacteria, which are housed in the latter or the distal distal part of our colon, uh, part of our intestines, they don't get their food and thus they start starving and at later at some point you end up getting leaky gut because, you know, it's um, and it's much complicated than I'm explaining, but I'm just trying to make it as easy for you to understand. 
So the best option would be to avoid sodas, which are loaded with sugar. Even diet sodas with artificial sweeteners such as aspartame should be avoided at all costs. High quality sugars such as stevia, a natural extract from plant, is maybe an acceptable sugar alternative. But if you can learn to get away and eat only fruit sugars or naturally occurring sugars in foods like sweet potato are acceptable. Now, there's a whole behavioral system to it. Um, I know it's not easy, but just keep that in mind that you're affecting your good gut health if you are consuming all that much sugar. Um, we can get into this at a later day for the sake of this episode. I'm not going to get into this, but um, just remember that that happens. Antibiotics are another major loss to gut health. The, take it only if you absolutely necessary if it's necessary. Otherwise, they can be detrimental to your gut health, even causing some of the good gut microbiome to extinct sometimes. They are meant to kill bad bacteria and pathogens, but they end up having an effect on both good and bad microbiota because obviously they can differentiate. So a good way to recover from it would be to eat whole foods from prebiotics. And there is a difference. So foods likely to encourage, these are the foods that are likely to encourage growth of good bacteria, such as cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, um, cauliflower, asparagus, um, leeks, yams, potatoes, and other tubers, ginger, legumes, and beans, onions, garlic, chicory root, and then probiotics, which are the bacteria that are already present in the gut. And they can be replenished by eating fermented foods. So dairy products like yogurt, buttermilk, um, and or vegetables such as pickles or fermented vegetables, sauerkraut, kimchi, soy products like tempeh, miso, kefir, apple cider vinegar. For my Indian listeners, that would be idli, dosa, Anything that's fermented, you know, which is it's um, for legumes and beans, it would be soaked for eight hours and just, you know, having bacterial growth in it pretty much Um, before turning to pills or supplements, because all they provide so many other nutrients too to your body that are so crucial and why, you know, important and gut when you take probiotics, one of the other things to keep in mind is that they are the supplemental industry is not regulated so it's not fda approved like medications so there was a study that was done where they studied 14 different kinds of probiotics and what they found was that only one only one of them contained the exact species that that was stated on the label or on the bottle so because of this, you might be just wasting your money thinking, having a placebo effect, thinking that I'm taking probiotics, but they technically don't do anything. And then the other thing to keep in mind is that the probiotics, make sure that when you buy it, you buy it from the fridge section of your store. Otherwise, they are no longer alive. So you're just taking a pill thinking, oh, wow, you're actually taking probiotics every day. But if you're not storing them in the fridge or if they're not consumed within a certain period of time, they're no longer live cultures. They're just something that you're taking and thinking it's doing the job, but it's not. So my natural recommendation is natural foods, whole foods, you know, getting in the earth and dirt and getting around that, you know, soil and getting all the bacteria that we normally avoid because of cleanliness and we think we're safe but we're really not in the long run 
So if you have kids, encourage them to play with or around dirt to balance their gut microbiome. Overuse of hand sanitizers, cleaning products, and bleach also disrupts gut microbiome. Try not to over-sanitize. You're killing your delicate balance of microorganisms we need. So instead, wash your hands with soap and water. Use natural, environmentally sustainable cleaners. The point is not to overdo it and balance it with healthy, wholesome foods so that your body can naturally heal itself when it needs to with proper uh, nutrition and foods you consume. So what can you eat? And here's the thing. You, one of the biggest things that the gut microbiomes like is fiber, 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 soluble fiber and insoluble fibers. I'm not going to get into the detail of the different kinds of fibers, but the idea is to have at least three to nine cups of vegetables or fruits or fiber per day. Don't count calories, count fiber. You know, it's so important in healing the gut. Our hunters and gatherers used to consume 200 grams of fiber per day. These days, with uh, average American modern day lifestyle, we only consume 15 grams or less. So, and taking one prebiotic, you know, probiotic pill doesn't do your gut the justice it needs. Remember, it manages 70 to 80% of our immunity and 95% of our feel-good neurotransmitters, aka serotonin. So kind of count the fibers, not the calories, and consume different variety and colors of fruits and vegetables. The more wholesome they are, the better for your body and for your gut and does your mental health. One of the biggest things to also do is sleep is what I'm not going to get into the detail of sleep. But again, sleep is also just as crucial six hours or more throughout the entire week and the quality of sleep when I say sleep and not, you know, the uh, the six hour of sleep. But if you're waking on and off the whole, most of the hour, you know, sleep period, you're really not doing it justice because that's when your gut bacteria get to work and digest everything that you have. That's why it's also important to eat three, four hours prior to going to bed and following the circadian rhythm of your gut bacteria. Because if you wake them up in the middle of the night, you know, when we do late night TV eating by after nine or 10, and then right after that, we go to sleep. We are, it's almost like if I were to wake you up from sleep and, you know, have you do a math problem and that would just how how attentive or cognitively there, you know, present would you be? So really important to not disrupt them by making them do things right before you go to sleep. 11 o'clock is when we produce this eight, you know, growth hormone um, in our body. And it, they're all connected and it's really important that we follow the circadian fasting rhythm. You'll learn more about that in the book if you want to know more about it. But just know that right before you sleep and if you don't give your you know food to do its thing three, four hours and digest and really um, be eaten and digested and worked on, you're really doing your gut bacteria uh, disservice. Sleep, managing stress, and intermittent fasting based on your circadian rhythm 
So from if you're doing intermittent fasting, amazing, amazing. It really helps your gut bacteria to reset and recharge and gives them enough period to just, you know, do its magic. So I normally um, what I recently learned was that, you know, follow 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. schedule or 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. so that you give enough time for your food to digest before you go to bed. And that's the best way to repair and reboot your gut eat more fermented and fibrous foods. Um, so, wow, like that just, I know a lot of information. You might just almost have to go back and re-listen to some of the things that I have mentioned because I know I kept it very jam-packed. But really, really, really know that managing your stress, managing your anxiety, even throughout your day, having mindful practices and just, you know, keeping your stress in check can really make an impact on your mood making sure your gut health is in check by doing all these small changes you know also making sure that if you're drinking water you're not drinking water from plastic and you're drinking it from bpa free materials because that can also impact your hormones and does your gut health so uh, as we learned just your gut health absolutely impacts your mental health your mood your irritability your cognition your focus your sharpness and um you know if you and the best thing good news is that you can eat good foods make these small lifestyle changes and really really reset your gut health um, I know this episode I ran a little over, but I just felt too passionately about because it was a marriage of two things that I have absolutely um, been in love with, nutrition and um, mental health. I know I've not been the greatest in my life with nutrition as I should be, but I do try to apply some of the things that I've learned in school and learned in research from doing some of these things. So I try to be very careful for myself and my family. Um, and thus, it was my goal to, you know, spread this knowledge to you guys as well. And hopefully you can take some of this with you and make these small changes or at least, you know, let that sink in and know what you have to do for, that's best for your life. So I really appreciate you tuning in today and listening to what I had to say. Appreciate it as usual, supporting me and, you know, helping me um get better as time goes to bring you more and more information that impacts um, your life because i want nothing but for you to you know live a life that's wealth that's emotionally intelligent that's mentally and emotionally sound and if i can do anything to even you know help with a little bit of that that would really make my day so i really hope that this was helpful to you if you liked what you hear please 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 subscribe so you never miss an episode and please don't forget to rate and review us if you haven't done that so far it really helps with other people finding the show um thank you so much for tuning in every week and listening and until then um until next time i hope that you have a blessed 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 day thank you so much for tuning in today